Hello, and welcome to Tech Buzzwords from whatis.com. This week, Media Aware Networks. I'm Alex Howard, an editor at whatis.com, the IT encyclopedia, and learning center. This week, the tech buzzword is Media Aware Network. The fact is, we've never needed our networks to be smarter than now. With streaming video, voice over IP communications, gaming, satellite communication, and a host of other very rich, very memory intensive, very bandwidth intensive applications out there, we need our networks to be smarter. So to learn more about what a media aware network is, and about the processors that actually can make that happen, I turn to the CEO and VP of Marketing at Ubicom, which is a maker of, in fact, smarter network equipment. Without further ado, here they are, and here's my interview. I'm Carl Field. I'm the CEO. I run the company Ubicom. I've been here for just under a year, actually. But the company's been around for a number of years, and in the last three years, we've been focused very much on delivering the uh, communication and media processor platform, which uh, addresses the needs in the uh, media traffic networking area. I'm Keith Morris. I've been at Ubicom for a little over three years, uh, but I've been involved in developing and marketing the processes for the communications business for probably about 10 years now. Can you tell me a little bit more about uh, what the company's vision is? The company is very much focused on the digital home environment. And we produce products that we believe are ideal for m- moving media inside the home network, both uh, as in the routing of it, like in your home router or your home bridge or home gateway, but also as in the end product for the product that plays your media, whether it plays your music, plays your video, or even makes your voice connection to your uh, to your phone. Please. Today we ship products in in all of those in all of those endpoints and in, in in all of those routing points. And you're located out in uh, Sunnyvale, California, right? We're in Sunnyvale, California. Company of just under 100 people. Okay. Well, to get right to it, um, can you tell me what is a media-aware network? Uh, absolutely. A media-aware network is exactly what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. It's a network that's aware of the media at the application level that's traveling over the network. So it will adjust, modify, prioritize, identify the traffic that's on the network and therefore assign bandwidth and priority to that traffic accordingly. So your home environment ends up having a much better experience for the consumer. Um, A good example would be, for example, if you're using a voice phone um, and you don't want to have crackle or noise, which is caused by delay and jitter, um, you want top priority for your voice phone when you're actually making that call. The uh, aware network would actually note that a voice phone calls are made and give it top priority. Now, when you say the application layer, what applications are you talking about, and and why is that advantageous as opposed to uh, other layers of operation? So for instance, the operating system or, or other other uh, locations within the computer environment. So what we mean by that is actually being able to look um, all the way up the network stack to see the actual end application that's sending the traffic. So by doing that, it's possible to, to find, for example, video files, uh, audio conversations in voice, uh, various different types of gaming traffic, all these different applications 
um, you can analyze the data and then find them in the in the network traffic. And then that gives you the ability to assign bandwidth and priorities to those applications in a way that the end user sees the best possible um, performance, has the best possible quality of experience for those applications. Okay. The reason it's important for the, the, the network to be media aware is, is that if the network is intelligent enough to find that traffic and do all of that in the background without any user intervention, it makes um, these products in the home much, much easier to use for the end consumer, um, and they don't have to become IT experts to, to use all these next generation applications in the home. Well, let's uh, differentiate for a sec, just to uh, compare and contrast. Uh, as many neighbors might know, uh, Linksys is now one of the nation's most popular ISPs. Uh, and that's because people simply bring their wireless router home and plug it in and, and off they go. Uh, and that's the default setting. Uh, how is your, your basic plug-in router, whether it's from Linksys or from someone else, uh, any different from a router that's been equipped with one of your processors or that's actually creating, uh, as you call it, a media-aware network? Um, quite often when you set up your home environment, you get asked to do things like set priority levels or set, uh, allow or disallow certain uh, addresses onto your network, etc. In our case, if our product is there, it will actually look at the network, it will determine the bandwidth capability upstream and downstream from your home onto the net. It will say, oh my goodness, this person's got you know, a DSL pipe or capability of a certain size. It will be aware of that, and then it will control the activity within your network to give you the best experience because of your limitations, connections to your network and inside your network. So again, going back to my you know, voice example, or even a gaming example, if you're playing a, a game on, uh, on the web um, and you have a certain connection on the, to, to the web from your home, um, it will interrupt background traffic, whether it's peer-to-peer -peer or downloading uh, pages from the web, and it will prioritize your gaming signal at the top of the queue. Secondly, it could prioritize your voice signal, your voice signals, um, you know, also at the top or second to the top, to give you a perfectly good uh, voice experience in your home environment. So fundamentally, what it does is it looks inside your network, it looks at the activity in your network, and it prioritizes these actually low bandwidth needing uh, activities in, in those two examples, but they need prioritization. They are very sensitive to delay, and, and, and your experience is greatly impacted by a very modest delay in those activities. You're talking about the differences between, say, real-time and near real-time, which for a gamer working in a world of Warcraft or someone exploring Second Life or someone conducting, a, say, a video conference from continent to continent could be a, a very big deal if um, there's any latency, correct? Absolutely true. Yeah. Um, a, a great example is you're playing a game online and you try to shoot at some, some uh, opposition guy and by the time it reacts on the screen from the time you've actually pressed the button, there is a significant delay and your, your competitor has moved out of the way of your bullet. He's, he's moved because there's been a lag, there's been a delay. However, if you had prioritization on that signal, you would have got your enemy. Now, whether that's um, improving your enjoyment or not, that's, what we, well, that's the environment we create. And when you speak about prioritization, you're actually referring to the order that packets are sent in, correct? Is that correct. So okay. how that's done is you, 
you know, you'll form these cues, you'll look at the traffic, you'll put them into different cues, and you'll choose the top priority cue to send when it's appropriate. Now, all this is accomplished using what you all call a communications and media processor. How is that different from uh, your generic uh, Core 2 Duo or Intel chip or Athlon or whatever it is that you're running? So, it's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. We built this processor grounds up with the intention of moving media in a network environment. Those other processors were built basically 15, 20 years ago with the intention of doing number crunching. Um, those are two very different needs, two very different experiences. And if you know you use something that's not right for the right environment, you'll get a poorer experience. That's part of our solution is the hardware. We also have a software that sits on top of our hardware that actually enables and maximizes the benefit from what I'm describing. Yeah, I think you call that uh, intelligent stream handling. That's your algorithm which uh, manages the flow of traffic. Is that right? Um, we have a thing called the stream engine, which is an overall umbrella, and part of that is intelligent stream handling. The stream engine uh, quality of service, or QoS, that sits on top of our CMP um, is the uh, umbrella software that we're talking about. How do you design the processor differently if you know it's going to be used in a wireless environment? Well, there are a number of uh, aspects you need to uh, you need to think about. One is um, uh, actually being able to cope with the, the performance requirements of the radio itself. Uh, and one of the ways that um, people take cost out of the, the wireless technology is to offload a lot of processing uh, to the host processor that's really in the system level software, and that, that's basically what happens in your laptop. Um, so when you move that technology into, for example, a home router, then the processor behind the radio needs to have the horsepower to be able to do all of that high-level um, Mac software that the radio requires. So uh, when we design the processor, we design it with that in mind, uh, but also thinking about all of the other applications that might be running on that processor. Um, so one of the things that, uh, that we do differently communication and media processor is it's um, a highly multi-threaded um, device. So we have 10 concurrent hardware threads in the processor, and we can assign those to different tasks um, that are required in that, in that equipment. And that means that the software is guaranteed to respond within a finite amount of any uh, time to any event that goes on on the network, and that's why we can move traffic, uh, for example, voice or gaming packets very efficiently and very fast. My input, by the wireless input to the um, to another output on the on the product. I read your uh, fact at ubicom.com describing um, your wireless network processors and and just certainly describe the uh, multi-threading technology. It also mentions uh, a memory-to-memory -memory architecture, advanced bit manipulation, and something called uh, determinism. Now, can you speak to what determinism is in this context? Yes. So, what it means is in uh, one of the patented aspects of the processor is that um, any of those hardware threads can be given um, some timing characteristics where we can guarantee that within a given period of time, um, that thread will get a certain number of clock cycles to execute. Um, so what that enables us to do is, keep, is move the software um, very, very close to the I.O. pins on the device, um, such that as soon as um, a packet starts to arrive, um, at an interface, because we know that we can go and uh, receive that data within a finite amount of time, we can guarantee that the software 
will see that that event has happened and go and fetch the data from the from the IOPIN. Um, that means we can we have that level of determinism and we can reduce the amount of buffering uh, in the chip and the amount of variance and delay that traffic sees going through the system. That's why it's deterministic. So it's a, so there's actually um, a physical component of simply uh, pulling things closer together too. Yeah. Another example of where that functionality comes in is, for example, if you need to do audio processing, you know, we're in a number of voice over IP applications, also in some home audio media players. In those types of applications, you can guarantee a certain number of clock cycles for doing the audio processing. So that means you can guarantee high quality for the audio because you know the processor is not going to um, disappear and go off and do another function and maybe miss a sample of audio while it's doing that. Historically, those types of problems have been fixed by having two separate cores on the chip. Just to be clear and to pull it all together, you know, this is not simply taking a little bit more intelligence and, and moving it into the network. You're actually adding a, a processor and, and fairly uh, complex software algorithms added to it with a product that actually sits in between the uh, machine or um, even the cable box that's serving whatever the media is and the end user. That's a very good description. What are the uh, real-world implications um, of media-aware networks or CMPs? I mean, you, you describe uh, how they're really going to improve uh, end-user experience. Is that because you're getting rid of latency and jitter? That's, is that the bottom line? Yeah, you know, um, imagine yourself in your home. You've got a wireless network playing. You've got, you know, central location of where your media is stored. And think of it as video or audio. And you've got a wireless network transmitting that, that to your home big screen TV, you press a button and you want to scan forward or you want to load something into your screen, it's instantaneous. Today, that's, that's a dream in, in, many, in many situations. You can't make it happen. We believe it's possible and we have made it possible with some of our products. You can get instantaneous response. Um, yeah, obviously, it's uh, you know, 0 0.7, 0 0.5 of a second, but it feels instantaneous to the human being. Um, and if you use other processors and other software solutions, that's many seconds of a response time, and it's quite annoying, quite irritating, and you want to go back to your wired network. This allows you to use a wireless network as if it was wired, and perhaps even better than it was wired, and allows you to store your media centrally and enables what you, what you would call the future home, the digital home, to actually occur. Now, I, I know a lot of, uh, certainly of gamers, uh, and, and really anyone else for whom... Uh, instant response to something is very important, say a network engineer handling a live webcast uh, or someone dealing with uh, satellite TV, um, say a reporter overseas. Is this really something which, which makes enough of a difference to want to transfer over? And you described uh, how the end user might have an improved experience, but there still is going to be some latency there even if you don't feel it, as opposed to, say, using uh, gigabit Ethernet or, uh, you know, as in some lucky neighborhoods have it, uh, you know, fiber optics, where, you know, you're literally moving at the speed of, of light. I know that certainly the uh, ubiquity and usefulness of wireless networks are very attractive, but for people for whom latency is a very big issue, um, is, the pro is, is a media where a network or a processor like this not going to be quite there yet? You know, I've been in the networking business for a long time, um, you know, since before fast Ethernet even. And uh, it's interesting, there's never enough bandwidth in the network uh, because applications always come and, and, and soak up that bandwidth. So I think there's always that need to sort out the traffic on the network uh, and, and treat, it, treat different traffic types differently 
if you want a consistently good experience with, with network traffic. Are MediaWare networks something that other people are rolling out? Is, it some, is that something which is an industry standard definition, or is this something that's really just specific to Ubicom? I think it's a desire, um, you know, for, as we talk to customers, they're trying to solve the problem of how do you um, sort out this jumble of traffic in the home network. And the big problem people are facing today is that in the home, it's just a completely unmanaged environment, and there's just an infinite number of different applications and an infinite number of uh, combinations that can pop up in the home network. And it's very difficult to uh, prescribe ahead of time how everything should be handled in a, in a given you know, installation in the home because it's just too uh, variable. So what you see is there's a lot of standardization work around QoS um, types of uh, techniques that rely on tagging of traffic um, and making sure everything um, comes into the network all properly tagged. We all know in, in a home environment it's going to be very difficult to uh, make that consistent and reliable over time. So people are looking at, at this problem, how do I, how do I solve this, this problem? Um, so I think the desire there is, is for networks that understand what is media traffic and what is not and, and to treat them appropriately. So from that, from that level, I think, yeah, there is a general um, industry move towards networks that are, that are aware of, of what's going on. And I think you see that a lot today in, um, in enterprise and IT network, enterprise networks and also service provider networks. We're at the edge of the network. They do a lot of analysis and try and work out what's coming in and policing traffic on the way into the networks, purely so they can manage their infrastructure on the inside of the network. And I see what we see is that's going to be pushed out into the home to deliver all of these next generation services. You know, so you know, five years ago, when you in your in your home network, you you used your home network mostly for email, maybe going from page to page on the web. Today, that's changing dramatically, and in the next few years, that is going to change the way we live in our homes. Well, uh, I know that your time is short, and uh, I really appreciate the time you took with me today. Thank you. Not, Thanks, Alex. No, my pleasure. Bye. Bye. Take care. You can find more information about Ubicom and its products at the launch page for this podcast on whatis.com. To learn more about networking, voice over IP communications, and all the technologies involved, make sure to visit whatis.com or our sister sites, searchvoip.com and search networking. If you've got a suggestion or an idea for a future podcast, please let us know. Write into editor at whatis.com. And as always, make sure you sign up for the word of the day and buzzword newsletters, which you'll find registration for on whatis.com. I'm Alex Howard. This was Tech Buzzwords.